Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome back to the podcast. We are taking the last episode of every month to review listener questions that people have either sent us directly or questions that we've seen kind of floating around our community, our families, our friends, our places of work. And so Misty and I are going to answer a couple of questions today and banter back and forth about what's going on in the world. Hey, I'm so excited. Sorry, my voice cracked there for a second. Um, I really feel like this is like just fun to connect with people and see that people are doing the work and trying new things and stopping at train tracks, being really ticked off and, you know, out of patience and then using a breathing technique they learned um, to help calm them down. So it's really, I like the engagement part. So please like send us your feedback. No topic is too big or small because this is just all about mindful living. And so these um, couple of questions are, were really great questions in my opinion. Agreed. And I'm glad you said that we, you know, the intention of this podcast was really started in 2020 as a way to connect with our community through a really challenging time. And this podcast exists because we have people listening to it and loving it and writing in about it. And so really it's for you, you guys. I mean, don't get me wrong for Misty and I, it's like therapy every time we come to record together. Yes. Um, right. But we, we not only welcome your questions, it's part of what drives the content. So don't be shy about sending us ideas. Yeah. And if like something helped you, it really helped you send one of us a message because if it helped you, then it probably helped somebody else. And I am not over revisiting things either because we don't hear things the first time. We don't hear things the second time. So I think a lot of what you'll hear us give you sometimes seems maybe like repetition, but that's kind of what we, how we have to get it to you, right? That's all, that's all I'm doing is repeating the same things over and over. Repetition is how we learn anything. So absolutely. So the first question that came in is, how do I maintain authentic connection in a digital age? And I thought, what a great question now that a lot of companies are not in fact going back to work in person ever. And the, I'm going to call it business of media and social media has connected us in ways that we never imagined that we could. And things like text and WhatsApp and all these ways we communicate digitally how do we maintain our authenticity as communication and relationship really move in this very new direction in the big picture of humanity? I think it's a great question. It, so the biggest struggle I've had um, has been really missing my friends and just getting to hang out and talk to your friends. And 
when I zoom back from all that, that's just the connection piece. Um, and those are the people I have a very authentic relationship with. <clears throat> I find myself when I'm around other people now feeling a little bit socially awkward and I've never been a socially awkward person. Um, it's never made me uncomfortable to be around new people and it's never definitely never made me uncomfortable to be around somebody that I actually know, but maybe I don't know them that well. Um, now you put me in that situation and I kind of get clammy and a little nervous and I have to really work on that. And, but on the flip side of that, if you see me online, I look like I'm texting, you know, I'm writing comments and I sound witty or whatever, but in reality, like I'm working just as hard to maintain that who I really am. And I think it's, it is very difficult. It can get really lost in the shuffle. Um, and I have to really dig deep. A lot of times I use my social media as a way to keep me accountable to be authentic because I don't want to be fake online because I think there's just so much fakeness online. So part of me doing what I do is flipping the narrative and saying, here's the real raw me, but it also holds me accountable to stay true to who I really am. So that if I run into those people in the grocery store, I'm not a different Misty online than I was Misty in the grocery store. I think that's a really great way to, to keep it real. And we talk about this a lot, um, meditation teachers and yoga teachers and any teacher of a contemplative type discipline is like, is the me that is showing up to teach and is what I'm saying, what I'm sharing in my teaching equivalent to how I'm living. And no, not all the time because we're human, you know, and the seat of the teacher is different than the seat of the mama or the friend, but those two things should start to over time come into more alignment. And if they're not, you know, inching toward the same person, it's time to really look at both of those roles and think, okay, what am I sharing to the world that I'm not authentically living myself? And I don't know anybody who does it a hundred percent of the time, all the time. I don't think we're meant to because we have a private life and a public life, but I do think the energy of what we're sharing and the message is something that we can try to kind of come into more alignment with, with ourselves. Oh man, I agree. I see so many people and I know you do that put what feels like to me hate out there and they're good people. And I'm concerned about where that's coming from and why they feel that way. And they are real true friends to me. And now I'm finding it very hard to connect with them because of this digital piece that's gotten our way. And it's really, it's crazy. These are friends that I've known for years and it actually really hurts my heart. Um, but they're two different people. The person I know and the person that's showing up online are very different people. That's a really important point, I think, because when we write something down digitally, it loses nuance and it loses our own inflection and our intention. And this is something we're studying in my meditation training is impact versus intention. It doesn't matter 
what your intention was when you put something out there in the world, what matters is the impact it had. You know what I mean? And I used to think, oh, but my intention is pure. So whatever, it's not up to, it's not my fault how it's received, but this is saying the exact opposite that it doesn't matter what your intention was. If it lands in your community and has a negative impact, that's on you, you know? So I think really taking responsibility for how we're showing up online and thinking, okay, my sister or my brother on the other side of the coin of what I'm about to say, is this going to, is this going to harm them? Is this going to harm our relationship? And if so, don't post it because I'm here to tell you posting stuff online anymore. That's just ranting and raving Mm. is a total waste of time. I have come to that conclusion and it's serving nothing and nobody. Yeah. Text a girlfriend or a friend and vent away via text or call. It's better served than putting it out there. And that doesn't give you an authentic connection in a digital age at all, because you're not being you, you're just being a combative person that's one-sided about one topic. And we're a lot more than that. And I feel like people's authenticity is getting lost in this. And so I can see why we had a question about this, um, how you maintain it. I think this is one of those things that if you are recognizing this, it's time for you to do some sort of digital detox and get that stuff out because right now it's impacting you a lot because it's in your face all the time. Anytime I feel like that, like if I feel something is really starting to bother me, I take a step back. And so I think in this instance, getting off social media for at least a day and giving yourself some time to ruminate and get rid of those negative thoughts that get put there by other people will give you a place to have more patience when you do get back online and those things come up in your feed again, because they're going to. Um, and so I think it, it's really, really important to get a really good handle on how that's impacting you, because if it's making you angry, you're going to come across a certain way on social media as well. And that's not your authentic self. It's not your authentic self. You're right. It's your reactive self. And Mm -hmm. I think we can be better than that. And if you do feel like you need to say something in public online, it's fine. Of course, I think the takeaway and the homework around this would be, how can I use my most skilled language? What is the impact I'm trying to create? I mean, if you're just trying to piss people off and, and rage, then go for it. I mean, if that's your intention, be really clear on the impact it's going to have, you know, but I think we all have it in us to have a more skilled way of speaking where we can say what we need to say, something that's really important to us. Fine. You know, there's so much going on right now that we might feel like we need to share publicly and that's great, but how can you say it in a way that you're not alienating half of the world? How can you say it in a way that you're not alienating half the country? Because what happens when you, when you don't use your most skilled language, you're just preaching to your own choir. When really what we want to do is open up conversations that are actually intelligent and healing and encompassing of everybody, you know? I will also tell you, I've always been told growing up that people listen to authentic people. They, they have, they listen to what they have to say because they know what that person's saying comes from a really good place with honesty. And so I think that if you... If all of you shows up, you know, good, bad, and ugly, but all of you shows up, 
there are people that will love and receive all of that. And those are the people that you should connect with. Definitely. I think another sweet way to authentic, uh, authentically connect in a digital age is to look at who you're following, like on Instagram and Facebook. I, I only follow about a hundred people on Facebook now. I'm sorry, on Instagram. Um, because I realized I was following people. I don't know people I used to know, like 10 years ago, like, I mean, absolutely not personal to unfollow somebody, but I just want to see what my friends are doing. I want to see what my favorite um, leaders are doing, what my family is doing. I don't really want to know what 2000 people are doing. It's too much. Yeah. And so because of that, I have less people I'm following. The algorithm shows me my actual friends and what they're up to. And I actually get to see that. And it feels really intimate. It feels a little more uh, authentic and real for me. And you've taken charge of social media and it's you're reaping the good benefits of social media. I am so sick of hearing how bad it is because trust me, I agree. It's terrible, but man, is there some good behind it? I have connections that I would have never otherwise had via social media. So I'm a strong supporter, but you have to get a control. It's, it's a very mindful activity. In fact, I would say in our age right now, that little phone with that little app is we have to take control of it. So, yeah. And you guys, I think it's so important to know that Misty and I struggle with it just as much as anybody else. It doesn't matter if we have been meditating and teaching 20 years, it's still a thing. So, um, we're not on some pedestal and have it all together and all under control by any means. No, not at all. In fact, I had a breakdown yesterday and it just, you know, COVID and hurricanes and pandemics and life and anyways, too much. I just popped like you do sometimes. And in the middle of it, I'm just like bawling. And I snapped a picture of myself, which seems insane. But in that moment, I thought, how many other people are going through this right now? Like right now, there's so many people. And so I shared it. And I was like super nervous about sharing it because this is a terrible picture of me. I'm like Kim Kardashian, ugly crying in the picture. And I got so many flipping, authentic, amazing messages from that post. And all of them were not just saying how sorry they were or whatever. They were saying, I'm there with you. Like, this is me. I feel the same way. I cried myself to sleep or had an outburst at work. And so me being myself, because I cried and freaked, you know, just lost it allowed me to connect with people and people to see that, yeah, I practice mindfulness. Yes. I'm a meditation teacher. Yes. I'm a yoga teacher, but I'm also a human. And this is all a lot for all of us. So. Yeah. There was, I don't know if you get Seth Godin's daily email blog. He today, the one he sent one of the lines I wrote down because it's so true. He said the business model of social networks has replaced the simple act of being in community. And this hasn't been going on long enough for us to feel the effects really, you know, like social media is pretty new, 10 years old or whatever, 15 now almost. Um, And I think we're starting to finally, things take a while, you know, we're starting to finally feel the effects of, of this business of social networks replacing community. And I think there's going to be, I don't know what it is, but something's going, going to emerge, emerge for us, um, for the good, I think, because through social networks and through the pandemic and isolation, 
I see on the horizon in some way, just a new way of being, I don't even know how to describe it, but I know there's something up ahead that's going to be better for us, a way of being and a way of living. So I think all of that to say, just hang on and, you know, pare down your followers on social media. If you use social media, get really honest, like Misty was describing she did yesterday because she got a lot of support through that and, and take your digital detoxes, you know, make sure you're also talking to people on the phone and meeting up for coffee and taking walks outside. A little bit of that will go a long way in feeding that need for human connection. All great suggestions and all things I try to do too. Um, I find that when I reach out to a friend and really like live talk, it seems like a pain these days, which is ridiculous. But every time I do it, I feel great after. And even if it's like two minutes and their kids screaming in the back and they can't talk, I got to hear their voice and I know that they're in the trenches too and they miss and love me, you know? So I think that's really important. So let's move on to the next question. Yes. Shall we? Yes. So the next question is how do I deal with negative self-talk? Negative self-talk. This is, first of all, for those of you that are going to be writing in questions, the questions are so universal. I can't even tell you like negative self-talk is something that everybody deals with. It's part of the architecture of our brain. So every person walking this earth has some degree of this, some of us more than others, just depending on who you are and what your life has been like and all of that. So years ago, when we had our yoga studio, my business partner and I did a, I think it was a year long mentorship. And she is a life coach through new ventures West, which is an incredible life coaching program. And a big part of the mentorship we offered and her training was how to deal with the inner critic. It's the inner voice that's telling you either something really clear, like you make a mistake and the inner critic says, you're so stupid. How could you do that again? Don't you know better? How could you have forgotten that? Don't you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I remember through this program, what, what she shared with us was, was first you have a response to the inner critic and it could be something a little softer, like, Oh, thanks for that. I I'm going to put you in the closet right now. I don't need to hear that. I don't need that from you you know, and you can escalate your words all the way to calling your inner critic, a bad word that I'm not going to say on the podcast. You can say whatever you want to the inner critic. And this goes a little bit against like the compassion and gentleness of yoga and meditation, but sometimes depending on how strong that voice is, you've got to meet it with that kind of strength. And I think knowing that it's coming from somewhere else, it is not part of you. It is somebody else's interpretation of you that you've picked up along the way through some experience or some relationship. And it isn't who you are. Negative talk. It's like as much as I am a really positive person and I try to be, give myself a lot of grace. I'm also really hard on myself. And so when I make mistakes, I'm like, gosh, Misty, like you always do this or you always do that. And what has really helped me, um, and this was a 
my therapist was the one who told me this. She, and it's so simple and I know everybody's probably heard it, but I'm telling you again, because the therapist said it and it helped me, um, is, so do you talk to your friends like that? And I said, of course not. And she said, then you got to start looking at yourself as a friend because you're your only ally. You got to be on your own side because you're your advocate and you know, you got to have a voice. And she said, so if you don't, you know, stand up for that, nothing's going to happen. And it really helped me just kind of see that when I start that, shut the mm up, because that's what I say. When I don't do that and I start down the bunny trail with the negative self-talk, I have to remember, hey, that's really not, I like kind of, ooh, and notice it, you know, like, that's not nice. Like, don't talk to somebody like that. And so what's really been cool for me is to notice and recognize that I'm being aware of it. Because before I just went down the bunny trail and was mean to myself. Um, And I didn't realize, because I don't struggle with it as much as I know that some of my friends do with negative self-talk, but it's crept in more, especially with the pandemic. But some people I know really beat themselves up bad and it makes it hurts my heart because you you should be your biggest fan you really should and that's I tell my girls that too be your biggest fan your biggest cheerleader know that you can do it believe in yourself and that's really hard sometimes you have to do like the old school power pose in front of the mirror and like here I am you know yeah it's so true as you were saying what your therapist said I was thinking I mean, to take it even one step deeper, like, would you talk to your daughter like that? Yeah. Could you imagine? No. No. And that's really good because I definitely would never talk to her like that. I mean, that's the ultimate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm sure there, I mean, I know there are parents that would talk to their daughter like that, but I don't think any of those parents are listening to mindful talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's another conversation for another another conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's true. And, and your body is hearing those words. You know what I mean? Like what we say has impact. It's like, we were talking earlier about impact and intent. What we say has impact and not just in the world, but to ourselves, like that lands, it is not for nothing. It is not just something we're thinking or saying, and then it goes away and disappears into the ethers. Like it's landing in our body. It's landing in our psyche and our nervous system. It's landing in our cell tissue. And so really understanding that to get a hold on negative self-talk is a lot more healing than I think we realize. There's a really cool video. I wish I knew what it was called. We'll put it in the show notes, but if you Google scientific experiment on words in water, or words in crystallized water or something like that, it'll come up. It's been watched a million times, but it's how different sounds um, from music to words change the formation of water and how like, it's not the words themselves, but it's the energy behind the words that is actually changing the shape of water in this experiment. And our bodies are mostly water, of course. And so it relates to us. Um, wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's so interesting. And you're so right. It does very much feel it in the body. And when I'm negative on myself and I'm being really negative like that, I feel blah, 
just yuck. It's the feeling yuck. You can feel it. If you don't even know what any of it's called, it's feeling ick when you think those thoughts about yourself. And, you know, mindfulness, one of the main foundations is that we aren't our thoughts. And I think what you said, Misty, is so important. It's like, you know, until we have an awareness that that voice actually isn't who we are, there's a lot of suffering, but we hit that point through some teacher or even this podcast where you're like, oh, that voice isn't me. And I don't have to believe it. That moment of mindfulness is a true moment of freedom where you realize, oh, I don't have to listen to that voice anymore. It's like that ex I had that's informing that or my yes, mother. That's such a great way to it's like right? somebody you don't like somebody. Yeah. Somebody that has hurt you probably in some way. Yeah. They're bullying you. And that's kind of what negative self-talk is. That's such a good way to look at it. Totally. So I think the steps, what do you think the steps for negative self-talk? I mean, the main thing I would say the takeaway is the next time you are, it's always when we're having a hard moment, the next time you're having a hard moment, who's in your head. Doesn't you, you don't even have to know who, but what is that voice saying? Stop yourself, take a breath, recognize that voice as just another narrative. It is not who you are. You are not your thoughts. And then turn towards something else, turn towards something else, more supportive, either a different emotion, turn toward the window and put your eyeballs on some trees outside, turn toward a more healthy thought, just redirect your mind away from that nonsense. That's a really good tip. I like that. And the, the stopping once you, like she said, once you know that that's not you and you start to recognize that self-talk, I feel like goes down a little bit. And it did for me because I've, I had a way to control it and it, it creeps in because like she said, we all deal with it. Um, but a lot of people stay on the hamster wheel and you can get off of it and it's still going to creep in. But as long as you're working at it and you're pushing it down and telling it to go away, um, then eventually you'll have a better handle on it. It won't take, it won't overtake you the way it does now. Yeah. And in closing, I think everything that we've ever talked about on this podcast from exercising to sleeping to nutrition, like all of that helps quiet that inner critic when you're exhausted how hard are you on yourself? So hard. And so just continuing your mindfulness practices, your yoga, your meditation, whatever your movement of choice is, the more you can take care of your vessel, your body and your mind, the, the easier it will be to distance yourself from that inner critic. I love it. Thank you so much. That was, we'll end with that because it was perfect. So glad you guys joined us today. Remember if you have any questions um, or topics, nothing is too big or too small. Send it in and um, we will see you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.